Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. 
This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time for the Living with Freedom show where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific here on Freedomizer Radio. Global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Monday, TGIM, everyone. Another broadcasting week has started for us. I am not going to be alone tonight. We do have Christina joining us as usual on Mondays. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. All right. So, uh, Christina, welcome in. Hey, Prue. Are you um <laughs> little delay. Thank you. Well, that's uh, my fault. That's okay. That's all right. I just thought maybe it wasn't working. So anyway, thank you for that. So are you um are you freezing out in Vegas? Uh, not like really. the rest of Oh my no, god. We 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 had some cold weather. Uh, earlier last week, but it was okay. Oh, it is awful here. I haven't opened my front door for two days. 
we're like in single digits. It is not fun. But it has given me time to get things done at home. <laughs> well, I did see a picture of Patrick Mahomes' football helmet when uh, the oh, Chiefs yeah. were playing. Oh, I can't. Uh, I don't know how they could play in that cold weather. But did you see the picture you know, where his helmet broke it. because it was it was hit too hard in the, uh-huh. in, the in the okay. Yeah, I watched it. Um, yeah, no, I've I've been to one Kansas City game and I froze to death. I was like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> so I can only imagine what that one was like because I know it wasn't that cold when I went, but it was cold. It was cold. So I I don't know. And that's really smell. <clears throat> so, did you um, did you have a chance to watch what I sent you about the vague? Uh, there was something today, no. No. So I finally said, Dr. David Martin um, is he's doing a a new series, and the first one it's about thirty minutes long. Anyway, I watched it. Okay. I said detailed notes and I did not know this you might have um so this is kind of uh put my nail in the coffin for uh Vivek he's I won't be voting for him he um you know I I don't know what to think about all this but because I know he's done some things for the right reasons But, so, according to Dr. David Martin, his whole campaign has been funded by the money made from these gene therapies. So, I guess you were aware, you you probably already knew that he owned, he he made, you know, himself tons of money through that, I guess it's Royvent, the pharmaceutical company that he owned. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it where he... You didn't send me anything. I'm looking at the private messages right now. Oh, I didn't send it to you? I thought I sent but it anyway, to you, But anyway, yes, Davis. I'm aware, and I've heard him talk on Alex Jones and Glenn Beck, uh, that he uh, he's very against the, the, uh, the gene therapies, and he believes strongly that 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 law of 1986 needs to be repealed, giving right, immunity is, to those. That, and he said what he worked on was children's medicines. So <laughs> I'm just because yeah. he owns a medical company, I'm not going to denounce him. Well, that's that's not it. That's not all of it. So that's the problem. I know um, he got into it with Trump over the weekend. So basically. He um, he did take the gene therapy, but he regrets it. His wife, on the mm. other hand, does not regret it, and but she does believe in body autonomy. I mean, she does believe in everyone having their own choice, but she still thinks that they were the right choice. But anyway, he um, he gave a hundred and sixteen million dollars. He invested a hundred and sixteen million dollars with Arbitus, Arbitus, Biopharma, and Acuitus when they were fighting Moderna 
and Pfizer over some type of, I guess, ownership or something regarding these gene therapies. So he gave them $116 million. And so basically they said that somebody needs to ask him the question. Um, They said, ask and say, tell us about the money you made off the back of Arbitus and Acuitus. So basically, he's made money paying off of every gene therapy injection. So I'm trying to, I mean, and Dr. David Martin doesn't say anything that he can't back up. But, you know, he said, he said, and by the way, you have a presidential candidate who is, you know, using the money from these gene therapies to fund his campaign. So I'm, I've tried Googling. I, I'm trying to look up some of this information. I had no idea he was worth so much money. I mean, I know he's self-made, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. That that was my hesitancy. I, you knew that in the beginning when I knew he was uh was big into the pharmaceuticals. I'm like, yeah, you know. So well, here's the way I, I look at it, though, is that I've I've made a decision, uh, and you probably know this. Um, I like Vivek. Yeah, it's not his time. No. So uh, I'm uh, right now is Trump's time. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm not going to hold that against him in four years if he runs again, or if he gets a job in Trump's cabinet somehow. I I I would have to say I would be a fool if I picked him over Trump at this time. So Trump, okay, so Trump had COVID, and then he did the monoclonal antibodies. You know, he did all the the therapies and he was fine. Mm-hmm. My question is, I know I heard him somewhere along the way say that he had the the shots as well. Do, do we know if that's true? I mean, why would he have taken them? I'm just because wondering he if he really... Dr. Fraudy. Yeah, yeah. Gee, so do you think he really took them or do you think he just said that? He probably got some saline. So the thing of it is, I think there might only be one presidential candidate that has not had a gene therapy. DeSantis? No, Kennedy. Oh. Is he the only one that hasn't had it? If somebody got the first one because they were scared, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold that to them. Right, right. I understand that. But all I'm saying is, you know, I I also listened to the um the Florida General Surgeon and um interview with Tucker. Wow. Right. Did you watch that? I mean that No is... and I forgot I meant to get some clips for the show and I forgot. Holy cow. I mean, God protect that man because, I mean, 
what he, the truth that he let out in that interview, I mean, Tucker was just sitting there like, you could tell that he was just absolutely shocked with what he was hearing. And he explained in detail, which, which I knew, you know, I knew this somewhat, but I, I wasn't aware of what he's saying. So, so obviously we know that a lot of traditional vaccines, we know that they have DNA in them, okay? And, and he made the point, he said, but foreign DNA in traditional vaccines, he said, really isn't an issue because they can't get into the cell. The, the body basically takes care of them, gets rid of them. But he said, he said the problem, the problem with this one, and, and I, you know, he, he said this is literally the Antichrist. These, the gene therapy yes. that is the I did see that. Of all I did see that, which is how I found so, out about this. And, and you know, and, and once again, people, they're not vaccines. This is the only reason that they're calling them vaccines is because literally in 2020, they changed the definition. They mm-hmm. leaked, they changed the legal definition of a vaccine. And never in history had it ever been changed before. Yeah, literally the, uh, the definition is how anything they can inject into you. <laughs> Basically. I've got the definition somewhere, but it's just, it's crazy. But he said, you know, uh, basically, he said, I can't believe the FDA, I can't believe that they're not doing something about this. He said, they, it's, it's known that they are contaminated with foreign DNA that hangs onto the mRNA and gets into the cell. So he said, that that's the kicker right there. He said DNA in and of itself, foreign DNA, it, like I said, is generally harmless in another vaccine. But he said the problem with this one is, is that it that DNA attaches to that mRNA that coded with that poly, whatever it is. And he said that that the mRNA helps to deliver that foreign DNA literally into your cell. And and he said, it's just, it's crazy. He said, you know, your your DNA is your genetic blueprint, your genetic blueprint given to you by God. And he said, this this new gene therapy mechanism has the ability to literally change your DNA. So. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me that well, if you think more that's people bad, aren't wait until 6G comes out. 6G yeah. will uh, will be attached to your microchip that you'll have on your person. Well, you know that video that David Martin did. I listened to that too about the 5G thing, mm-hmm. um, and he basically said these are all. Just distractions. If I can, I'll have to place where I was reading about that. But he, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, obviously he said 5G is not new. Um, he said it's just basically all distractions. 
and well, five G has been be- around for a little bit. In South, uh, South Korea was the first country, if I remember right, that started the five G, and I think they're about to test six G. Yeah, well, like you said, he said, you know, he said 5G, the CV2, COVID, transgender, UFOs, men can have babies, BLMs. He's talking about all this. He said that they're all just breadcrumbs being released to keep our attention off of what's really happening. So... You know, and that all makes sense. He said, you know, they basically are, they're trying to um, destruct the public confidence and to distract them from the real crime. And, you know, it gives everybody a, it puts that division out there and everybody starts focusing on when they pull up all these, like he said, what he's calling breadcrumbs, all these different things. You know, and then people get on these bandwagons and they start focusing on that. So, oh, I don't know. But it's just, <laughs> when when you listen to that video, yeah, I thought I sent it to you, so I'll have to do it again. But basically when you, when you go into it, I think it's on Rumble, but, or no, it's, I think it's their own media or whatever. But you basically have to give them an email to watch it, but then it's, then you can watch it. So it's free. It doesn't cost anything, but, but you do have to give an email to be able to watch it. So it's called The Great Setup. And, and he's saying, you know, we've got, to, we've got to get off this bandwagon of the bat thing. You know, it has nothing to do with Wuhan. Well, that was the distraction. So speaking so, of which... I don't know how much of the uh, the court hearings that, that you've seen with Congress and Dr. Fraudy. I haven't. I heard at least that he's finally in front of them. So we'll see if we'll see if uh, there's any law. See if any exists right now. But he did admit that that the whole social distancing and wearing scams they did nothing. He admitted it in court. So wow. if he admits that scams do nothing, and then you still have all these people that are scam wearing, then what are they doing it for? Well, you know what I I think a lot of it, I think it gives people. There are so many insecure people out there. Mm-hmm. So many people living in fear. So many people that are insecure. That I think they kind of like hide behind them. It's an excuse now. Gives them a reason to, you know, kind of hide behind them. So I don't know, but I've thought about that. But I, I, I really think that some people. I think that a lot of people think they do work <laughs> because they're not going to do the work. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. dig in, and they're just going to. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the, the smell-o-vision told them that it would work out great if they put a scam on their face, so they did exactly. it. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who told them. It's. Uh, do you want to believe the the top ten doctors in the world, or do you want to believe Lady Gaga? 
And that's that, that's just the <laughs> right. bottom line. Yep. Nope, it's true. I, hey, did I am I confused or did I I guess I haven't kept up with this. Jimmy Carter. So did he die or his wife died first? His wife died. I don't think that that he died yet. Why did I think I saw that? Thought I saw that he died today. Oh, I didn't see anything about that. Let me see. Uh, Oh, that was November. But, you know, and it could have been one of those things you never can trust when you see those because a lot of times, um, well, good grief, can I not get a, hmm, thought it was on, yeah, right here, what is this? Breaking news, the end of a legend, he passed away today and I can't even, our nation, I don't know who this is, but my Lord, what an awful picture. Uh, there was an 84-year-old a, football player that died, but that's uh, something else. Why do they have a picture of Jimmy Carter on there? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's so bizarre. So, so they anyway, got on their, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought you were done. My fault. Yeah, on go their ahead. story, I guess it's, I guess it's misleading because on their story, they have a picture of his, they've got his face. The end of a legend. So I don't know. I hate when they do stuff like that. So I don't know if he did or not. But anyway, go ahead. Well, there's nothing online stating he passed. Yeah, I started to say I'm not seeing anything either. So I don't know. So Donald Trump won Iowa today in a landslide. I saw that. I saw that. That's good. Good, that's good. So... I let me see if I can go through here. I took down so many notes that I also then copied or did some screenshots of some of his slides. Mm. So, but anyway, I just people need to go back and watch watch the event two hundred one again. I mean, I don't know if everybody is even aware that that was even out right before COVID got in here. Um, But my gosh, this last video he did, I mean, he just, he tells it all. I mean, basically he's saying that, you know, it wasn't a virus that was contagious. Basically they were putting a, there's a bioweapon that they released, um, which is interesting if you think about it, because I can't tell you how many times I was around people that were sick that I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of popped out of the blue with me in 21. So I don't know. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> really makes you think. So I just, I mean, we have to make sure that in 2024, though, that we have to get the country back. We have to well, shut the Democrats uh, down. I don't know if you know or not, but the, the annual Davos meeting is today. Well, it's this week. Oh. 
Oh my gosh. So they're basically admitting now that they expect (laughs) Trump to win because he's so far ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And I heard what um, Yuval Harardi said. Did you hear? Yeah, I was going to play it, but it's 41 seconds. Oh, go and, ahead. No, I'll let well, you Well, I don't have it. it. I, I, I thought I had it loaded up, but I don't. But that's okay. I'm not going to go back oh, to it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that he's saying that he literally said that if Trump wins, he's going to disrupt the global order. I'm like, so that's why we need Trump. Little weasel. It's going to get disrupted with or without him, but, ah, I mean, I just, mm, I'd love to have him standing right in front of me. Love to, but, uh, boy, what a gold mine to have all of those people sitting at Davos together. Oh, I know. Yeah, (laughs) if only something would happen. Like an yeah, I I I think uh, maybe we should uh, bring in some bars and like put up a metal fence all around it and just make them all stay there. I thought you were going to say bring in some mostly peaceful protesters. <laughs> oh. I mean, I really hope someone is there and capturing all the private planes. And capturing the food they eat. Boy, and for, for all those people who, who love Hamas, George Soros is Jewish. Just just, uh, just putting it out there. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, well, I, guess, I Yeah, no. I, uh, yeah. And he's the ringleader. Let's yes. tell him he's the ringleader. <laughs> Go take out the rain later. Come yeah, on. He's, yeah, he's Jewish, oh. and then he's telling people to go kill Jews. Oh. Wow. Well, I'd expect no better from him, you know. He's evil to the core. But, but the fact that, you know, I am so sick of the climate crud. I mean, the fact that they focus on cow parts being the issue over chemical poisons, herbicides, you know, pesticides. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's idiotic. If somebody thinks that cow farts are worse than that, that that's, they're ignorant. Cows have been here since the beginning of time. If they were really that bad, we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Nope. It's, um, <laughs> the issue, the chemical. I mean, They have disrupted everything. You know, if people, if you just go back and go back on the timeline and start looking at when the first herbicide, pesticide, or whatever, when these Mm -hmm. things started coming out, 
they disrupted. I mean, we know now the soil is missing so many components because of glyphosate. And, you know, B12 disappeared years ago. You know, B12 used to be in our soil. So, and just like what they're spraying out of the planes in the sky, it's not the gas. It's not the fumes from the gas. It's the poison they're releasing. And I don't, I don't know how people can't see that. So I had pasta today for the first time since last year when I was hospitalized. Really? And uh, I, I took a, a picture of what I cooked today. Oh, wow. Not, not the exact dish, but the packaging because I figured it would come up. Okay. So, oh, did you send it to me? Yeah. What? So, what did you have? It was pasta noodles from a brand called Armando. Ah. And they okay. advertised absolutely no pesticides or glyphosate. And I was reading about them. They test their products regularly to make sure there's no glyphosate awesome. or pesticides in it. Oh, that's great. Are they made in the USA? No, it's made in Italy, and it only has one ingredient. It has wheat. Wheat durum. Okay, that's awesome. No, that's great. I don't think I've ever seen that, but I buy. I decided I could I could take a chance on that brand, and I'm I'm going to test my blood sugar in the morning and see how bad it hits. Yeah, I well, hopefully it'll be okay. What did you? So what did you have with it? I just made uh, I just made tomato sauce, and then I put some uh, some ground beef in it, some grass-fed ground beef and some vegetables. Okay. Okay. I um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's okay. I know how to make spaghetti sauce, but the the good spaghetti sauce takes a day and a half to two days, and I didn't feel like doing that. So I, I made a, a quick version, which takes about an hour. Yeah, I started to say my yeah, mine doesn't take mine usually only takes about an hour. So okay. I'm sure it does taste better once it if you obviously simmer it for longer. But no, you can yeah right. you yeah can you have to let it reduce right. Sure. Yeah, do you have to use the San Marzano tomatoes? I use either those or, yeah, I usually get some that's, like, imported from Italy. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep, it's kind of sad that, you know, other countries, their food is a lot of times way more nutritious than ours. So I just hope we can get, you know, small farms and that back in business. It would be so wonderful to see small, thriving farms all over the country again. Right. So, and I know right now, I guess Germany, they're – I love oh, they're how they're testing. Yeah, it's just crazy what they're doing over there. So they're fighting. I guess, That's good. I guess they see the writing on the wall and they figured, why, why not stand up? Yeah, and, and you know – that once again we've we've talked about this before. That's the problem here. 
country, most of them haven't been through anything bad enough to believe that something really bad's going to happen, you know? So... We'll just have to see. But let's see. I've been trying to keep up with, I've been, obviously, you've probably seen my post, but I'm closing my doors on the 31st. Oh, that. Yeah, I saw that. My store. Yeah. At least I already got those cases sold, so that was nice. They sold pretty darn fast. So. I wish I could send you the picture. I should have sent you the picture. So with me being in the jewelry business, I have, you know, obviously a lot of groups on Facebook and one's jewelers helping jewelers. And, oh, my gosh, somebody posted a picture of, I don't even know what you'd call it. It was on the person's two fingers, and it was long, and it was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, these people had teeth, bizarre, they were spread apart in this bizarre gold setting that was real long and fit onto two fingers. I mean, some of the things that people do out there, I'm like, that's freaking scary. I mean, that person, I'd be afraid they'd be a freaking serial killer or something. It was so gross. Really disgusting. I'll have to find it and send it to you. So. so you're you're not having to go out and get a day job again, are you? No, no, that's what people keep on. Are you, are you gonna? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I am not gonna go work for somebody else and barely get by. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm gonna just, you know, do everything privately and I can still do you know I can still do my custom I can still sell things online and and I um I keep getting comments on everybody's like your store you know it's so cozy and everything and I'm like I'm thinking maybe I can even go help people you know redo their revamp their store settings I would love to do that but I just I love organizing and and uh, making things look better. So I don't know, but if that could happen, I would I'd be really happy about that. So, but I've been I got my office here at the house. I just went through it the last two days and moved things out of it that didn't need to be in there and threw away a bunch of stuff just trying to make room. So. And I have a lot of stuff coming to the house that I gotta make room for. No, it's um it almost feels good. I mean I hate obviously that I'm closing my store, but you know, when you have a brick and mortar business like that, it really is confining, um unless it's really thriving to where you can hire people to work for you. You know, it's 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 just not the greatest thing in the world. So, 
it actually has felt like a relief since um, I know it's coming to an end now. So I hope that's a good sign. <laughs> gotta... There were days when I liked my my day job. I mean, not the day job, yeah. my, uh, when I had my card store. Um, yeah. But if uh, there there be months where I made like six hundred dollars and my rent is eighteen fifty, exactly. And you know, and I have to and I have to live on that. Right. So that that's exact exactly what I've been experiencing. You know, the month of December was great. People came in and they shopped, and I made a little bit of extra money. But you know, here I am. I paid the rent again in January, and January's been super, super dry again, which I'm not really surprised. I mean, people are broke from Christmas, and so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, and I can't say that I ever, I don't, I've really not ever disliked any job too much. Um, fortunately, the jobs I've had, uh, not, most of them didn't pay nearly well enough, Um and I definitely liked owning my own business, but I, yeah, as far as having the brick and mortar and the lease and all that, ah, I don't know. I think if a person can possibly, maybe, but then you've got commercial taxes. You know, I've I've often thought about trying to buy a cheap little place and and have it to where, you know, you're just paying a smaller amount of money, but then you've got, like I said, commercial taxes can be brutal. So I don't know if that makes sense. Any, I, I just hate all the red tape. I mean, our freaking government makes everything so difficult. I mean, oh, I cannot wait. I pray that that somehow changes soon. I mean, there's just too much bureaucracy in everything. I mean, you you literally, you have to jump through so many hoops to do anything that's like in a city, you know, that's official. I mean, just like the food truck thing, you know, I'm obviously working on that as well. And, oh, I keep on hearing about all that. And every time you go into a different city, you have to get a new permit and, you know, a new license, you have to pay for it. And it's just like, it's just such a racket. I mean, it really is. So it's just like, and, and you know, I always, I always say this, our country treats our elderly and our military, you know, that they just don't take care of our elderly and our military. Um, and you know, the fact that, like, my mom, I think she gets $1,100 a month. And her house, fortunately, that, that she lives in is paid for. But they still have to pay those taxes every year. So literally, you know, her, where she lives right now, I think we just paid them. I think it was $1,300 for her to pay her property tax on her house. And... I'm just like this makes this does not make sense and and you know and you have to pay it before December 31st or you get penalized 
And those penalties are pretty hefty. So anyway, we went, we go ahead and pay it. Um, obviously, she couldn't pay it from her income, so we had to dip into the little bit of money that she has. And and so in January, my daughter always, you know, she always helps her file that form, you know, to where she can get that back. So the elderly, when they're not, you know, when they make under a certain amount of money, they can get that that money back, most of it. Um, she won't get all of it. She'll get all but a couple hundred dollars of it. But so she went to file that form to get that money back. And of course, oh, they're not ready yet. So boy, they want their money on time, but they sure don't want to, for them to have to be on time, you know, and ready to get you your money back. So they're just, they're just as, Ah, I don't know. It's like there's nothing on our side. You know what I mean? Just sickening. So I agree. And you know, and those are the taxes that if you don't pay them, you know, you miss them. They're gonna put your house up on the, you know, courthouse steps. So. There's a lot of messed up things in this country that need to be fixed. Oh, I wish I knew how to fix them. And I don't know if, you know, if you become a, what is it? Is it a um, state national or is it, what what is the status you can change to? Instead of just being a U.S. citizen, you can change to being a, is it a national citizen or something? I forget what it's called. I'm not familiar with. Yeah, and I don't know, though, because I thought once you switch to that that they somehow, they can't collect as much from you or something. I don't know. But but like I said, it's all, there's just so much to everything. It's so difficult. It's like you almost have to go to freaking take a college course on all these different subjects to know how to properly handle everything. That's why they do it though. Yeah, exactly. More money in their pockets. So I, it was funny. I was, I've been trying to make a list of some things that I would possibly sell in the food truck. And I said, I said, I wonder it would be so funny. I think about some of the things that I loved to eat when I was a kid. And <laughs> one of the, I'm sure other people have these quirky things that they did. I'm sure you do too. And I can remember, I used to love dipping barbecue potato chips in soft serve chocolate ice cream. Yeah, I never got into that habit or... Or dipping French fries in a milkshake. That, that's not me. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And I, I said I can remember making, um, it was, I, my mom would make like spaghetti, you know, and she would make mashed potatoes and usually vegetables. So the next day I would have leftovers and I would take out two pieces of white bread and I would put mashed potatoes and then spaghetti and eat a mashed potato and spaghetti sandwich. 
I will tell you that mashed potatoes do go on omelets, though. I've never had mashed potatoes on omelets. Oh, put them yeah, in it? That's... I've never thought of that. Well, just think it replaces the hash browns. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So do you fold fold the mashed potatoes or you just mix it in with the batter? I I I cook it with the vegetables first and then put the eggs in. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So next time you have leftover mashed potatoes. Yeah. Well I know my mom used to take her leftover potatoes and make potato pancakes. So those are good too. But I just I know there's um I I still think about were you familiar with um this was back when Elvis was a kid during the you know depression and stuff um were you aware that they had a thing called dough burgers? No. So if anybody is ever close to Tupelo, you know, where the town he grew up in, you should stop. And the museum's pretty cool there. And they have his original, the little house he grew up in, you know, and everything. And on the main, um, I think it's on one of the main roads that you come into Tupelo, Johnny's Drive-In. He ate at all the time. And it's still looks probably the same as it did the you know when he went there and they have literally a booth dedicated um it's it's basically the booth where Elvis would always sit and so nobody eats there they just have that booth there to where you can sit and have your picture taken um oh okay so so it's fun to visit and we we stopped there one time on the way to Florida and and I was, we were looking at the menu, and it was literally dough burgers. And so it was slow, and, and the person came out, and so we're like, okay, you got to explain what is dough burger. And basically, they have a ton of them made up, and they sell them pretty cheap. So basically what it was is back during the Depression, they said people, you know, obviously didn't have a lot of money. So they would take the meat, and they would add flour to it, so basically, it's beef and flour made into a hamburger. They just mixed it in there. They called them dough burgers. So, I mean, they tasted fine. We actually had one. And uh, it was good. But I can't remember what was his, and he had his, I think his other sandwich, what was it, the peanut butter and banana or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah. But... But it was, um, it's a fun stop. Very fun stop. So have you watched that, uh, his latest, or watched the latest Elvis movie? No. No, I... It's good. It's interesting. I had no idea. I mean, I knew there was a little bit of controversy, but I didn't know it was as bad as that movie led it on to be it's kind of crazy. So I didn't even know his mother was an alcoholic. 
you might have known that. Me, no, I didn't. You didn't know that either? Yeah. I never really looked at the background of Elvis. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, the, my, my parents were more Rolling Stones fans, or at least oh, my dad okay. was. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, my it's, dad said there um, were three different types of, of music listeners back then. There were Elvis listeners, there were Beatles listeners, and Rolling Stones listeners. Ah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, but it's uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. If, if you've got something, go for it. No, I, I was just, I just started to say it's, it's really sad how agents are, you know, can make all these people into drug addicts and just ruin their lives. Yeah. And that's basically what happens. So. I was going to ask if it was okay to, uh, because now we're into hour two, can we go ahead and get Mr. Broccoli out of the way? Of course. Okay. I'm anxious to see it. All right. Well, this one, there uh, is a debate between Gene Lobelist and the wiretap versus uh, Broccoli Man. So when you're ready, I'll I'll get through it. I'm ready. All right. So this one's called Debate with G. Lobelist. And for those who have not seen our cartoons yet, please go to rumble.com. Look up Broccoli Man. You'll see all of them there. I would appreciate if we got some thumbs ups. Uh, we got some follows. Even got some comments. I, I would love for people to actually comment. All right, let me go count it down here. So three, two, one, action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another debate. This debate is sponsored by Liza McIfar Mafia Diffles. Tonight we have someone on that is so wrong, we are not even going to say his name. Please just name him person one. No, you better not be applauding for this loser. I am Broccoli Man. And here we have the correct way of thinking. We have the greatest voice in the world. He is the person that will help us get through these new diseases being made in a Wuhan laboratory. The nicest globalist in the world. Mr. G, globalist and his favorite superhero, the wiretap. I said, we have G, globalist and the wiretap. Please applaud them. I hate you all. That's right. Do not worry. Soon we shall be rounding up all of you fuss budgets and dolts. You will be going to the FEMA camps. That do not exist. 
Before we get started, we are giving everyone in this audience today a free Lysenica Freedom microchip. We are also giving you something Duck Air is a 30% off coupon if you schedule an appointment for the Lysenica Suicide Pod. Please do take advantage of that 30% off coupon. We need you all dead so we can take over the entire Earth. We do not care. <laughs> Our first question tonight. Are you in favor of the World Health Organization taking over as the one world government? They will dictate that you must wear scams at all times. You must get every gene therapy. And you will be required to have a Lysenica microchip. Person 1, you may reply. No, I do not. Your time is up. Gilabolist, can you please tell us why this is necessary? We are looking forward to serving you. Thank you, Martha. We need to continue to create new diseases in our laboratories in Wuhan, China. These diseases will help us take control over the entire Earth. Soon all of your leaders will agree to give the sovereignty of your nations to the World Health Organization. Brandon has already agreed to give up more of the United States than any other country. You something duck hairs and stoles are going to be so screwed when we finish testing this disease X. You yucks is best shut up that hearing right now. Most of the country has no clue or does not care because they hate Trump. Don't forget sir, once we have taken control over every nation, we will start the digital currency system. Thank you Wiretap. Yes we will take control of everyone's finances. You bank accounts will go to us. We will say it is an attack by Trump supporters. So in order to obtain funds, you must sign up for universal basic income. When you get your free money from the government, you must receive a microchip on your person. You must always be up to date on your gene therapies. Furthermore, you 99% test must always for the love of Klaus Schwab, to wear a bleeping scam on that face at all times. That is correct. From now on for everyone's safety, you must always have your kumquats and ice cream cones exposed at all times. That goes for people who do not have ice cream cones. You must allow your nether regions to be seen at all times. But you must 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 always keep a bloody scam on that face. I despise is looking at all the pieces of excrement. Thank you for the great explanation. Almost 100% of the American public agree with you and you taking over everyone's lives. Brandon is the first person to run for president that is offering to take rights away. You buy snitch. We are going to replace Brandon with Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Why do you think that is wiretap? Brandon's poll numbers are some of the best in world history, with just over 140 million eligible voters in America. We have already printed out 167 million votes for Brandon. Isn't that more fake ballots than there are registered voters? Martha, please get some tape over that yuck's mouth. We do not want him ruining our crime syndicate. G-Lobalist, why are you on Epstein's flight log over 35? <laughs>
You shut your app up right this instant or I will demand you share your kumquats and ice cream cone on this stage right this instant. I need to check your person to see if you are hiding any extra gas-powered engines inside your junk. And wiretap. You were on that flight log 52 times. I will have you know, green dude. I was only the little children's. That's gross. Anyway, what do you think of Hunter Biden in Congress hearings? He should be arrested. Person 1, you need to shut your soup hole. This is for geolobalist. Hunter Biden is a great ambassador to our DK in the United States. If he can help us sell more crack and pentanol, then we can depopulate the United States more than tenfold. We need to replace you American useless eaters with these migrants that will simply do as they are told. I agree, you libelist. We need to be kinder all these undocumented friends of Americans. I don't care about those fools. I only care about them bringing in more children for us to control. I can always use more pizza napkins and hot dog maps. We need to bring as many single military-age men into the United States as possible. We need to ensure that we can have a civilian army even greater than the American military. We need those people to keep the American citizens in line with the fury of hate and victory. We will unleash on you Americans' appheads and buffoons. Even Barry Soetta said we need this when he ran for election in 2008. That is so loving and liberal, Mr. Libelist. How is that loving? That is it. You are hereby now required to remove your garments and put them in front of my person right this instant. I am going to have to anal swab your buttocks region so I can check you live on this smell vision show for COVIDs or disease X. Then I will have to study your ice cream cone and your kumquats in case you are hiding any gas-powered lawnmowers or hand grenades inside your junk. You might be plotting a scheme to perform jihad on our persons. We need to end this now, Martha. I need to put my foot says up Mr. Broccoli's backside. He's spewing too much white privilege. You can try it. Billions of people can watch me beat you on live TV. It's two on one green dude. We're going to put you out to pasture just like we were to Brandon at the Democratic National Committee. Okay everyone that is it for tonight. Please support Build Back Better where stupid scam get your gene therapies. And make sure you take advantage of T-Lobbolist's special offer of 30% off on the Lysenica Suicide Pod. Please support our climate change agenda by euthanizing yourselves. That's right, Martha. You something duck cares are the card when we need to remove. All right, so that was an episode. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one. It's true. They're becoming very unpopular. I believe that. I was hoping it was okay. Yeah. Oh, they're always good. Well, at least we know that G. Lobelist was at Epstein's Island. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. There's just still so much to that that just 
mind-blowing. I watched, what was it? Where did I see that about? He had um, property. Oh, my God, what state was it? Was it in New Mexico? Something about uh, about Epstein, yes, in, in New Mexico. Piece of property, and it was, it was weird because it was surrounded by, I guess, other properties to where, I don't know, there was something weird about it. But where did I see that and watch that? I just, um, it's unbelievable. I mean, they talked about, you know, the basement and then it was just really, really strange. So, just Lane, <laughs> I mean, why, I mean, it, it's got to be a freaking crime that they're actually hiding the list of people that were there with underage people. How is that not a crime? Well, all they did was they gave us a partial, they gave us a list of who might have been there, but that list circulated five years ago. So it's yeah, no secret. It we, were, we were told that we were conspiracy theorists for having that list, and, and that's yeah, what they told us. Right. Yeah, we all know that there's a real list. We yeah, all know that there's, there's a thousands list. thousands of tapes that the FBI is protecting. Yeah. They're freaking hiding evidence of child predators. They're protecting right. pedophiles. Oh, ay, ay, ay. I don't know. It's just nuts. I'm trying to remember where I watched that. I guess it was in, they were interviewing someone somewhere. Uh, they interviewed Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Tucker Carlson. Okay. Did. That was last week, I believe. Okay. I don't know. I'll have to go back and see where I found that. that that's driving me crazy now. But but I don't know how Ghislaine Maxville is safe. I mean, do they have her secluded somewhere? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm assuming so, but you never know. There's only so much you can, you know, that we can keep up with. Just like, good grief. So going back to, I wanted to go back to Trump for a quick minute. Because they're they're basically, they're an understanding right now that the way things are now, there's there's no way that, that Brandon is going to beat Trump. It doesn't matter right. even if he starts campaigning. So right. you don't expect much campaigning from Brandon. And if they feel like they can, they can sneak the election out, then they'll, they'll replace with Big Mike. If they don't think that they can sneak it out, then uh, the, maybe they'll throw gruesome out there. They were saying themselves that, the lead with Trump over Brandon is over the threshold of being able to steal the election. So God, I hope right so. now Trump is over 20 points nationwide. And 
that uh, they could steal it if it's 10 to 15 percent, but anything yeah. over 20, <laughs> there's no chance. There's not enough. There's not enough fake <laughs> ballots to be made in order to make that happen. Oh, that's, sure that's why I put in that uh, that that cartoon where where. Uh, if Trump gets, uh, what, what did I say exactly? They have 167 million ballots already printed for Brandon, even though there's only 140 million registered voters. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. Because they can snake it out if it's, uh, if it's small enough of a lead. And that was Trump's problem three and a half, four years ago, was that he... He didn't win big enough. Well, I'm, well, yeah, according to them. I still, you know, I still get mad over that, though, because we all saw that coming. Why didn't he see that coming? Why didn't, you know, they make sure there were things in place to prevent that? What I want to know it's is uh, how, uh, and, and you have Fannie Willis out there who is, is cheating on her husband oh. with another dude to, uh, to go to Brandon and uh, by any means necessary prosecute Trump for something. And so how is it that the president can have a relationship with, uh, with the prosecutor? Yeah. And, uh, and Fannie Willis is saying she's the victim. <laughs> because she's black. Uh, yeah. They just cool. don't want a black woman to succeed. Yeah. Right. It's not a I, I hope I hope people know that the court case should not have anything to do with Fannie Willis. It's ridiculous. I mean there there's none of these cases have any validity to them. No. I mean Oh, just insane. Waste of tax dollars. I mean, people well, should be Well, that's their only hope of, uh, that's their only hope of winning the election. So they're, they have to, they have to keep going for it. You know, and I'll, I'll play this a little bit. I, I heard three different talk show hosts today talking about something that came out over the weekend about this, where, they, everybody fully expects Trump to win. Now they have to brace for impact. And next, they're, they're, they're even saying it live out there in the open uh, that they need to have a coup to take over instead of Trump. So they need to overthrow the United States like third world countries do. That's their plan now because they have nothing else. Oh, my God. I can just see it. Uh, the LBG coup, blah, 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 fighting uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't say the Cowboys. They choked again yesterday, so they're, they're, that's yeah. not a good example. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't mean those Cowboys. But, no, just, I mean, I got news for them. They're not going to have anywhere. Unless, 
unless they've got the military on their side. But I think people in the military, the good military, they all want Trump back in there. And you know, in, well, in they, they want to take control of of the military. They uh, part of it now is they want Congress to pass a resolution that would not allow the president to uh, to control the military, even though he's the commander in chief. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, we don't want the we don't want this president doing that, but <laughs> Lord. But you know, Trump almost, he has to get back in there because he has to free everybody from January 6th. Um, I mean, there's so many things that he has to set straight. And mm-hmm. he has to, um, what do you call it? I mean, even to himself, to his family, you know, it's just. It's ridiculous what's going on, and and I can't wait because I sure hope that if he's elected again, I sure hope he does some things that are going to be real effective at actually, you know, re um, reinstating the Constitution, the 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 rights. I mean. It's not that they're gone. They're not. They're still here. It's just that they need to somehow make it clear, broadcast it far and wide, that the things that have happened the past, what is it now, five years, I guess? How many years has it been? No. I guess about four years because obviously COVID was in his, you know, that last year. But they have to teaching in schools again, um, civics. They have to start teaching children um, about their inalienable rights. We have to start educating people again. And they no, can't get lazy. You, re- you really stuff. think they want to do that when they want a one-world government? They don't want people knowing what their rights are. No, but all I'm saying is, if, if Trump gets in there, can't he can he can change that? I mean, can't he stop the censoring if he's in there? Or, well, no. I mean, and here again, you know, presidents do not have that much power. But I'm hoping that somehow that I don't know that just needs to be implemented again. I mean. The fact that people thought they had no choice regarding those shots, the fact that, you know, people in positions like law enforcement and and people in positions of authority at their job thought that they could make people do things that they didn't want to do, it's just insane. So I, I don't know. I don't know how we make that clear what steps need to be taken but I mean maybe it's something we just have to do within our own families and I don't know you know educate our kids ourselves but I know there's some great kids books out there I know there's a couple people that and I forget their names but I know there's people that's producing 
um, books about the about the Tuttle Twins? Ah, that might be it. How do you spell that? T-U-T-T-L-E, Tuttle. Tuttle Twins. Okay, maybe that's it. Don't they have some literature, some books and stuff for kids? Right, yes. I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get some. So I want my grandkids definitely knowing all that stuff. So... It's just nuts that people thought, you know, that their bosses could make them. I mean, in one sense, though, I mean, don't you get furious when you when you stop and think about how no one's being held accountable? Not yet, but I'm sick of it because it's taken too freaking long. It's like nobody's being held accountable for destroying so many people's livelihoods, businesses, literally made them lose their jobs. You know, people Mm -hmm. lost homes. People lost life. You know what gets me, though, Christina, is the fact that there's several places like hospitals where they fired staff for not getting gene therapies, even though several members of the staff died after getting them. And the judge sided with the with the the employees, and they were ordered to give them their jobs back. They they received the hospital received fines, and yet yeah. for the next pandemic they they, they do it again <laughs> like like nothing happened uh-huh. to them. It's true. Yeah, I you know and the other thing too is I mean we just need a whole new freaking medical system. I mean, we need to just let the ones that exist right now, just let them go do their thing, but then let's build a brand new one. Please, somebody, build a new medical system that we can all well, I'd also to like to see a new, a new airline system as well. Oh, no joke. I can't believe that. Surely they're not talking about for pilots. They're, they've got to be talking about other oh, types uh, of No, it is for pilots. Yeah, the, the, for those that, don't, that didn't see this over the weekend, the uh, DEI, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Program, is now targeting airline agencies because they're not hiring enough people with severe disabilities. So they are trying to get airline pilots who are blind, who are deaf. They're, they're trying to recruit quadriplegics. And uh, you can have people with emotional issues. That's no, uh, that's not going to work. I'm sorry. They can try all they want to. That's 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 just plain stupid. I'm but sorry. You got and liberal though. No, oh, Germany. <sighs> just because somebody yeah, can't read doesn't mean that they can't fly a plane. <laughs> right. Just because they can't see doesn't mean that they that they can't go over a mountain. <laughs> right. Ay ay ay. Yeah, just because they're a quadriplegic doesn't mean that they that they have to use a steering wheel. 
Right. There, there's some things that Stevie Wonder is real good at, but I don't think flying an airplane should be one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think he'd even want to, you know? It's like, uh, would anybody even apply? I mean, that's just, that's insane. But, you know, my my father-in-law had gone into AFib again. And, you know, I live in a community of about 40,000 people. He lives in one that's got about, I think they've got about 25,000 people. Well, anyway, he had to go to the hospital, and they assigned him this new heart doctor. Came in wearing a mask, so I knew he was a freaking like from the beginning. But anyway, they ended up telling him after all the tests that he couldn't have his heart shocked back into rhythm again, that he'd had it done too many times. And I just kept telling him, I'm like, no, you guys, you've got to get him a different doctor. This guy doesn't know, you know, what he's talking about. He's wearing a flipping mask, the medicine or the medicine was making him sick. So anyway, what happened is they finally called his old um, heart doctor in St. Louis um, that had shocked his heart back several times. And luckily, they got into him again and went and had a a visit with him and he set him up to be shocked today and I mean it's just amazing it's like it's people you cannot you have to get second opinions and when something doesn't seem right when something is someone is not getting better don't just accept that that's the way it has to be it is not the way that it has to be so he got up to St. Louis and met with his old doctor and he's like, yeah. He said, you don't need to be taking these two medicines. So he took him off the two medicines, the new medicines that this quack around here had put him on. And he said, they just needed to, to up his dose in the trophilo, but not put him on those other ones. And he was on that one I told you about that was that, that one nurse that was killing all those people was giving him digoxin or something like that. Anyway, so he took him off, took him off those two meds. And... And then um, today he went in, and they shocked him. And they shocked his heart right back into rhythm. So, you know, you just, oh, I mean, it's just crazy how dangerous medicine is right now. Because here you go. You go from one, you know, hospital here to, now granted, when you've got something seriously wrong, I'm sorry, but you really need to go probably to the big cities and, and look for the best places that have some doctors that aren't woke yet, you know, that still have some that can think for themselves. But I'm just, I'm just telling people out there, <laughs> you've got to be so careful because this, this ordeal that we've gone through the past four years has absolutely messed up medicine so bad I mean it's just it's frightening very frightening done with that rant so well I did upload a bunch of clips Uh, I think I told you about a few of them so far yes okay so I want to uh 
I want to get into Dan Bongino first. Oh, okay. Here's where I was talking about where they're trying to plan a coup. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this straight out. You ready? Everybody in the chat, are you ready for this? Because this is the most important segment of the show. This is what we're closing in on 100,000 already. We're not even halfway done, which is beautiful, because I'm glad you're here to hear this. They're planning a freaking coup here. The anti-Trump crazed left and swampy right. No. Oh, yeah. They're not even hiding it anymore. Folks, remember the Transition Integrity Project? Remember that project during the presidential transition in 2020 that was trying to, this is before the election, they were trying to prepare for the, what they thought could be a possible Trump win and what they would do if there was a Trump win? This Transition Integrity Project, and if you're in the chat thinking, Dan, we've heard this before, listen to me. I love you more than anything, folks. This show is my entire life. Outside of my kids and my wife and my God and my church, there's nothing else I have. This is it. I don't even have a lot of friends. You guys are everything to me. This Transition Integrity Project was a big deal. There were some real players, some real D.C. swampies, and some very powerful people with very serious connections to military and elsewhere who were deadly serious about taking seriously the notion that if Trump won, there would be a street fight. How do I know? Because they wrote it. It's right here. I can't emphasize to you enough. Screenshot this right now if you're on your phone. If you had an iPhone, hit the buttons, screenshot it, and save this. Put that up on the screen if you would. Planners, this is their own project. Need to take seriously the notion that this, well may, this, uh, this may well be a street fight. Not a legal battle. Technocratic solutions, courts, and reliance on elites observing norms are not the answer. This group was a big deal. They wrote a huge report on how to screw Trump over if he won in 2020. They were talking about an actual street fight. And again, in case you think it's a euphemism, they meant a legal one. They say right there, not a legal battle. This group is not kidding. They are back. The same people behind it are back. And they're the same people behind this Time Magazine article that I can't emphasize enough either, where they actually brag about the cabal that stole the 2020 election. Who was the cabal that worked together? that are some of the same personalities behind the Transition Integrity Project, for those lefties out there going, it's a conspiracy theory. It was CEOs, the Chamber of Commerce, which you should never trust, the AFL-CIO. Where did they take their inspiration to take out Trump if the election didn't go their way? They took it from the, quote, summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests. Folks, these people are preparing for a freaking riot and a damn coup. No, they're not. You're just exaggerating for clicks. Am I? Because all I'm doing right here is quoting their own shit, man. Just go read it. Come on, Dan. They didn't say they were preparing for a street fight. No, they wrote it. Literally. They didn't say there was a secret cabal inspired by racial protests. No, they wrote it. Literally, in the timepiece. It's right there. Just look. Open your eyes. Folks, I'm trying to prepare you, man, because everybody's going to need to harden up. These people on the left have gone crazy. And while this show has resolutely, this positively, and with a full stop, 
absolutely, absolutely condemns any decay into political violence in this country. For reasons I've discussed thousands of times, including witnessing violence as a street cop, the left has no such obstacle. They are actively preparing for it. What happened this weekend? Why are we talking about this again? Do you see this NBC News piece? Oh, boy. If you haven't seen this NBC News piece, you are doing yourself a major league disservice. They are openly now talking about a freaking coup. The day was yesterday. I'm going to forget this. I'm sorry. I can't. I just... NBC News. Key, this is in the newsletter, right? Bongino.com slash newsletter. Folks, go to the newsletter and read this today, please. Fears grow that Trump will use the military in dictatorial ways if he returns to the White House. Wait, what? The military, upper echelon, I'm not talking about our, 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 our warriors, our heroes. I'm talking about the politicians and the upper level, the Mark Millies of the world. Hated Donald Trump. What are you talking about? Fears he will use the military in dictatorial ways? People, at the, people who are regular Trump voters are afraid of the opposite. That bureaucrats at the upper level of the military are going to screw Trump over. Who would be, if he wins, obviously the commander-in-chief. Listen to this. Listen to every word. Those taking part in this effort, this is the effort to screw Trump over if he wins. Those taking part in the effort told NBC News they're studying Trump's past actions and 2024 policy positions so they'll be ready if he wins in November. That involves preparing to take legal action and send letters to Trump appointees spelling out consequences they face if they, un- if they undermine constitutional norms. Gee, please leave this up. Because I want you, if you're watching, do you believe this? Just, do you, do you understand what we're reading here? Yeah. You've got a bunch of people who have no military authority whatsoever, media types, journalist types, think tank people, sending threatening letters to potential Trump appointees if they follow the orders of the commander in chief. What the is going on here. This has a name, gents and ladies. It's called a coup. Dan, they actually wrote this. Read the article yourself. It goes on. You're going to see a very familiar name here, too, by the way. The Norm Eisens, the Brookings crew, the Mary McCords, the Andy McCabe's, they're all the same people who were involved either secondarily or primarily in transition integrity project-type efforts, Efforts to undermine Trump, the cabal. It's all the same people, folks. Here's a quote from one of them, Mary McCord, in the NBC News piece. It's on the screen still. We've already started to put together a team to think through the most damaging types of things that Trump might do. So we're ready to bring lawsuits if we have to, said Mary McCord, executive director of this Georgetown Law Place. Mary McCord, those regular viewers to the show, including Joe, are like, Mary McCord. Oh, thank you. Can you look at a highlight? That's pretty nice to see that on the screen. Mary McCord. Like, Dan, didn't you write a book like Spygate, Exonerated, Follow the Money, about Mary McCord and others? Uh, matter of fact, I did. Here is a Mary McCord article in the Washington Post from 2017. Career attorney who oversaw Russell Probe at Justice uh, Department steps aside willingly. Who was that career attorney? Holy shit, you'll never guess. It was Mary, Mary McCord. That's, uh, that's uh, weird. It's almost like there's a cabal of people, like we said, who admitted in a Time magazine piece to being a cabal. 
who want to street fight in the election because they said so, now threatening people who would take orders from the commander-in-chief that they're ready to basically attack them personally and professionally. If it sounds like a coup, uh, it's because it is. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. So I don't think uh, I, I I don't think he's lying yeah. there, especially after I heard a few different people no, saying the same thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and listen to that whole thing. I, you know, I think that um, I think there's gonna be a lot of people with the people like us that are on the side that sees the injustice, injustice. Um, I mean, it just, I don't think a lot of people are going to put up with anything this next time. They've had enough. I mean, I don't know if they understand. Oh, I don't know. I just, I think if they try something like that, they're going to get knocked down with something they have no idea is out there. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but but I don't know. I just think um, people aren't just going to. I mean, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. All these flipping lawsuits, saying that they're going to have lawsuit after lawsuit. I mean. I mean, I know that's what David, you know, he talks about in that video. He said, you know, years ago, none of this, none of this would fly. It would have all been deemed as illegal. No, you know, he said it it just wouldn't have happened. But he said, obviously, we have no justice system right now. It's just blind. So, I mean, somebody's got to get in there and figure out who is who is putting up the roadblock in our justice system. And we got to get rid of them. I mean, somebody's got to figure this out, and we, we've got to get them out of there. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know how to solve it, honestly. I don't know enough about, you know, that kind of stuff. I just know that I know my rights. So, but I sure wish I knew knew more and knew how to go about helping to weed them out. But, but like like he said, you be. Who are you going to get to uphold the law, you know, to do anything about it? Um, maybe those times are changing. Maybe, yeah, but maybe liberals think that they're the law, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I do wish, you know, I wish he and Kennedy 
were were friends. But I think I'm trying to remember I think the the roadblock with that one came when I can remember when when Trump was first president, I'm pretty sure that R. Jake K. Jr. Um, I'm pretty sure that he approached him and was trying to get him to look at the, you know, the the vaccine, the current vaccine agenda, and and bring some light to it and help him real, you know, help educate him about the harms being done and things that needed to be changed. And I think Trump kind of, you know, put up a wall and said, and said no. Because I can remember at first, I thought Trump was going to meet with him and they were discussing, and, and then something happened to where they didn't. So, I wish that would have gone differently because I still say, and I guess though that RFJ probably doesn't, um, RFK I'm saying, not RFJ, RFK, I'm, I'm wondering you know, I. It would be great if he if he would have been, if he would settle for being vice president. But I obviously thing going on there to where there's no way he's gonna want to be under Trump. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's it's sad because the two of them together, I think, could really be a powerful. Um, presence, you know, and really make the country better. But I, yeah, I don't think, obviously that's not going to happen. But, I mean, do we have any idea who, when do they start picking their, the vice president candidate? Once they have the uh, election wrapped up on their side. Okay, so they have to wait. Okay. Okay. Jeez. I just um, like to see those two. (laughs) But I know that that's something that's not going to happen, so I just need to give up on it. (laughs) But, ah, that would just be awesome. Hmm. Because I think that Trump is probably the better, like the better businessman. They're both good negotiators. I mean, they're both going to bring peace. Not neither one of them want war. Um, but the thing that you know, Kennedy's Kennedy's going to be good at negotiating peace, but. I don't know if I know that I think I think a lot of the other countries are 
you know, Trump has that. He's more of a a tough type president to where I think that the other countries would fear him, which in essence you do want. I think you do want that a little bit. You want a strong president that other countries don't want to mess with, you know? But um, but I don't know. Oh, they both definitely have qualities that could complement each other. But I do, I, I saw somewhere where I believe that and I don't know, I need to check into this and make sure that he really said this, but there was an article and supposedly he was, did we talk about this last week where he had supposedly been asked about, you know, do you think people should be people that allowed the things to happen with COVID, um, the people that are responsible for the harm and the injuries, you know, do you think they should be held responsible? And I, somebody said that um, he basically was like, no, we need to just, we need to put on the all, just need to start getting along and, and just move on. So that I don't agree with. (laughs) It's like, we cannot let, what happened, we cannot let those people get away with what happened. If we let them get away with what happened, I mean, they're going to do it over and over again. So I I still think um, we're going to have to build a prison, a new prison, because there's going to be so many people that need to be put in it. You mean for us having to go to those FEMA camps that do not exist? Uh, Just, I mean, I mean, do uh, people, I just wonder, I wonder what percentage of people are truly aware of the killing that happened. Because of all the remdesivir thing, the ventilators. I mean, you know, Zelenko, David was talking about this. So he said, you know, Ralph Barrick, when he talked about creating this bioweapon to make it um, attack like the heart, he said, you know that when they do these things, they're going to have antidotes for them. And he said literally he had talked about the antidote for it, which was vitamin D, hydroxychloroquine. So he said um, Zelenko, was it Zelenko? Yeah, that's that's the right name. He said that's how he knew how to treat the people. When this started happening in New York, Zelenko went back and found that Ralph Barrick had stated what needed to be done to counter it. 
that's where he knew that's that's how he knew what to do so i mean there's so much proof that this was all planned and that they've created bioweapons that they've used on people in this country and around the world so there was there was one statement I've got to find it. It's about, um, oh, geez, hopefully I can find it. How them become, um, let's see. It was the, oh, boy, where is the definition? I took too many notes. Um, all the patents that patents and patents apps around the world. So the reason the reason David Martin knew about Ralph Barrick and Fauci and all this is because um. He had the info because MCAM, which is his company, MCAM is a company that he built in 1988. They had, this MCAM had all the patents and patent apps from around the world. Um, And they started tagging violations of chemical and biological, um, there's that, laws or whatever. I don't know if that's the right word. So basically his company he he had been working for the federal government and they were so they were keeping a, a very close watch on any patents and patent applications in regards to chemical and biological warfare. Okay? So this program they set up when any of those would happen it would like alert them. And so was filed in 2002. Ralph Barrett filed a U.S. patent on methods for producing recumbent coronaviruses with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. So they were monitoring 64 pathogens and had system alerts in their data. Um, But the, where is the thing where it tells about what we had been told? Okay, he said, so the the SARS-CoV-2 thing, he said, is, is absolutely nothing natural about it. Not naturally occurring at all. Um, they are engineered technologies using the info encoded in what we call UCV. Um, trying to find a word. There's one part in here where he explains. Ah, shoot. One one. If they were going, if you want to 
if there's anything else you want to talk about, I'm trying to find this. So, um, I'll be sitting there waiting. Where the heck did I write it? You. Where is that? Waste. Um, in Once you exhaust your efforts, to... I, I do have videos I, I do want to get into. Okay, yeah, go ahead if you want to play something. And I'm going to try to find, because it's, it's why he says it's not contagious. It's why he's saying that it's just a bioweapon. So I've got to find that. Um, but I've got a lot of notes to look through. Um, I thought I highlighted it, but I didn't. So if you want to play something else, do that, and I'll continue to look for it. Oh, I, I have... I have uh, a few videos here I want to get into. I'll get this one out of the way quick because we last played Dan Bongino, so I'll get him out of the way first. I have a, okay. a J.P. Sears and a couple of Russell. Uh, I have a Russell brand I want to get into as well. I watched some of his today, too. Yeah, I, He's good. <laughs> All right, so let's get started here. I told you last week okay. that when Governor Greg Abbott made this enormous move in Texas, to say the state of Texas is now controlling Eagle Pass, this area with a severe invasion going on. And they said, we're not letting Border Patrol in here anymore because they're expediting immigrants into the country, illegal immigrants into the country. I said to you last week, those of you in the chat, do you remember this conversation? Do you remember me saying last week, like, this could get really bad really fast? It's already happening. Here's the Biden team escalating. The Biden team is crazy. CBS reported just yesterday, the Biden administration is now warning it'll take action if Texas does not stop blocking federal agents from the U.S. border area. Folks, when you read deep into the piece, they're threatening the Department of Justice involvement. They're basically threatening with a wink and a nod to send in federal agents to basically start arresting people. Folks, I, did I not address this last week? Where is this going to go? We got a real problem here. And make no mistake, the problem is absolutely being caused by the Biden administration, which is not only allowing, but incentivizing an invasion at our southern border. So these states who are subjected to this invasion, the border states, they have this, they're in this weird conundrum. I have an obligation as Governor Greg Abbott, if I'm thinking as him, to my Citizens of my state of Texas in a federalist system, the state has powers too. I have an obligation to keep the police state powers belong to the state, to keep people safe. The president of the United States is actively putting people in danger. Fentanyl, sex trafficking, terrorists crossing the border. What is the governor to do? The governor has a moral, ethical, and legal case that I can't allow these guys in here. They are actively breaking the law and contributing to a public safety nightmare in my state. The Biden team, speaking as them, speaking as them, not me, is going to come back and say, this is clearly unconstitutional. You're breaking the law. Immigration's a federal responsibility, and we got the courts on our side. So now you've got a problem. You've got an unstoppable force and an immovable object. What happens? Nobody else knows either. I have no idea, but I warned you last week, 
that there's a cold civil war coming in this country, and it is all being brought upon us by the left. This problem could be solved tomorrow. The Biden administration could do three simple things. Title 42, the migrant protection protocols remain in Mexico, and start getting that wall up and running right now using emergency funds. They don't want to do it. They want this invasion at the southern border. They're enjoying it. They think this is great. They're doing nothing to stop it, and they don't give a damn. What happens next? Folks, both sides have guns. All I can think about is that scene. It is plays in my head over and over in that movie, The Siege, with Denzel Washington and Bruce Willis. Denzel's the FBI guy. Bruce Willis is martial law is the military guy. At the end, Denzel's like, I've got an arrest warrant to take you into custody. Bruce Willis is like, it's martial law. I'm in charge. And they both got the guns pointed at each other. That's all I can think about. What happens? Someone's going to have to say, lower the temperature. And it's and not in Greg Abbott's interest to do that. Now, the media is doing their best, including the human garbage piles at CBS, to claim like, oh, someone drowned this weekend in the Rio Grande. Oh, obviously a tragedy of women and two children, three people. I mean, any human being is like, well, that sounds kind of horrible because uh, it is. Oh, a woman and two children drowned while trying to enter the U.S. near a section of the southern border where the Texas National Guard children have prevented Border Patrol agents from processing and rescuing migrants. You get the wink and the nod? Folks, I told you this is only going to get worse. Yeah, you're right, exactly. P.S., uh, Donald Trump didn't swim in the river either to save them. That's just next. Keep in mind, we have a situation like this at the border because Biden told people to come here and is doing nothing to stop it. And he's getting steamrolled by AMLO, the Mexican president, who's laughing at him right now. Biden's laughing at him. He's laughing at Joe Biden. Laughing at him. You see where this is going to go? Folks, this is going to get ugly really fast. It is in no political interest of Greg Abbott to back down, and it is in no political interest of Biden to stop the invasion. Unstoppable object, immovable, uh, immovable, uh, movable object, unstoppable force. Something's got to give, and this thing's going to get ugly real fast. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. All right. So that's one down. Yeah. So, and the other thing I was talking about with Vivek earlier, so this is this is what the the dispute was about um, between Moderna, which was collaborating with obviously the National Institutes of Health. Um, it says the validity of some of the patents pertaining to the LNP technology remains the subject of an ongoing legal dispute between one of UBC's spin-off companies, Arbutus, Arbutus, uh, Arbutus, I don't know how you say it, Biopharma, and the American biopharmaceutical company Moderna. So the dispute was over, I guess, the, the patent. And he, he gave them $116 million to try to fight that. So, but yeah, so I did find it. I was almost to it. It's funny. Um, right after you started that, I found it. But, um, but yeah, David was just going into, you know, stop, talking about a freaking bat that's not what happened um 
He said there was no December event in Wuhan, no event anywhere. He said there was a weapon that was being distributed. It was not a transmissible thing. And, you know, the question was like, so how, how does David know this? Because the engineering of SARS 1.0, which, by the way, killed almost no one, we all remember that, that was supposed to take down the world, and SARS 2.0 has the same modification, which is infectious but replication defective coronavirus, the thing that was in the patent. And why is replication defective important? Because for a virus achieves what the viral model dictates, it has to go into all or has to go into the cell, replicate, and then be transmitted. So basically they're saying, you know, that this thing would have had to get into the cell and then um, – it would have had to, they would have had to prove that it was contagious or whatever. So if you take out, and it's saying, you heard that word, that it is replication defective. So, and this is the same model that they used. And so if you take out its replication capability, you know what it isn't anymore. It isn't a virus. It's a weapon. So in September of 18, 2019, the accidental or intentional release was announced of a lethal respiratory pathogen. So <laughs> release implies intention. It implies distribution. So it doesn't imply that something just got away. So it, he just said we need to be very clear on the facts versus the media hype that was created. And that's when he says go back and watch, you know, the event 201, and the script is the same thing that happened. And for those of us that watched it, we know it is. So he said we always knew there was going to be a vaccine. They said the vaccine has to win. They were not going to consider any other treatment or protocol, and we know that. And he said, um, then what you have is to do is, oh, he said, then what they had to do was violate the antitrust laws. Um, You have to suppress all alternatives, which we know that. You know, they were saying there were no, nothing else out there that could work to treat this. So under the 2005 PREP Act, the only way to get an emergency use authorization of a medical countermeasure is to prove that there are no approved alternatives available. <laughs> and he said in 2016 and 17, the CDC and FDA collaborated on a standard document about what a vaccine trial was supposed to do. For some reason, in 2020, we changed the definition of a vaccine thing it had nothing to do with transmission. It had to do with allegedly reduction of hospitalization or the severity of all diseases after the second injection, after the second injection. So, you know, so they changed the definition of a vaccine and mislabeled it. And it, he said to me, this is clear, deceptive medical practice. 
um, the entirety of the system should be held responsible and liable for lying about what the thing is. Up until April of 2020, both BioNTech and Moderna mRNA injections were experimental gene therapies classified, and we know. And he even said the FDA filed them, classified them as gene therapies, not him. The FDA has that written. That's what they said. And he said, would the public have lined up for an experimental gene therapy? We all know that that would have been a big fat no. So they purposely lied, labeling as a vaccine. So it just, um, there's so much in this. I'm, I've got to send it to you and have you watch it all. I mean, it's all in that Fauci dossier, but most people haven't even read it either. So it's John O'Connor. Oh, and what was funny is David Martin actually got to sit down with, with some of it because we all sent that dossier to different um, people in our state different politicians, and he sat down with, um, let's see, DeSantis and John O'Connor, and they both completely agreed with him after reading the the Fauci dossier and said um, that a crime was definitely being committed, but they didn't want that they will not prosecute, and O'Connor and DeSantis both agreed but said that they had to wait and see how the um, primaries go. So they were worried about their uh, political status instead of all the people that were going to be murdered. So that right there, when I heard that, I was like, oh, <laughs> there goes DeSantis. I'm done with him now, too. I mean, but, but, and then I see what, you know, his Surgeon General was doing, but, oh, all these politicians. I, I mean, it's true. That that saying, you know, that there's no honest politician out there. Ah. I mean, I think that's a pretty true statement. I do think um pretty honest, but I, <laughs> I don't know. So... That that is it. All right. So let me uh, let me get into uh, Russell Brand talking about it's over with with Dr. Fraudy's scandal. This okay. is going to be like twenty minutes though. Okay, that's cool. Andy Fauci is finally appearing before a House subcommittee and has admitted that many of the regulations during the pandemic just sort of appeared. Well, I'll tell you what sort of disappeared. Your child's education, your small business, your human rights. Will this subcommittee get to the truth? Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom together. A rigorous inquiry. Hopefully, the House subcommittee that Fauci is appearing before will not lack the rigor that we apply to discerning truth. And if you want yet more truth from us, become a member of our Awakened Wonder community where you get additional videos like these exclusively and early. There's a link in the description. Join us now. So, Fauci.
Crouchy for a long time in your community, in our community, in the spaces where people are discerning, has been far from the hero he was presented as being during the pandemic where talk show hosts did musical numbers around him, where people got t-shirts with his face and then people were like, oh, is it okay that this guy's slightly hot, he's a sex symbol? Where the BBC did fawning interviews as if they were talking to Tom Jones circa 1960 or Harry Styles right now. Do you work out all the time? Yeah. Andy Fauci, it seems, is a figure that warrants a House subcommittee inquiry, and one is underway. Now, it may be taking place behind closed doors, presumably to control the information and ensure that necessary and vital questions, the kind of questions that you, for example, might put to Anthony Fauci, remain unasked. But already it's been revealed that significant things, such as social distancing measures, just sort of appeared. Remember that? Follow the science. Well, here's one bit of science that just sort of appeared, you know, the way that the universe just sort of appeared. Six feet social distancing suggestion, for example, meaningless. Mask basically meaningless. And indeed, there may yet be claims about lockdown. I know you guys are already asking the questions. Let me know in the comments below if your questions have been answered. And yes, you guessed it, medications that were suggested during that period that may not even warrant the use of the word vaccine. So, Anthony Fauci may now be facing questions about the lockdown period and pandemic measures, but just a couple of years ago, he was very confident about the efficacy of, say, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Let's refresh our memories by watching Andy Fauci waxing lyrical about Johnson & Johnson and numerous other products that have since become somewhat questionable. I would definitely take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. This is a vaccine that works and it only requires one dose. Already, he's lied twice. Once for every Johnson. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine uses a particular what we call vaccine platform. That's a commercial. Isn't it odd that you're saying the brand names? Johnson and also Johnson or Pfizer. These are not tribes. These are not things you should affiliate yourself. It's ridiculous that this whole matter became politicized in the first place. Even our ire, objection, outrage and resistance is a response to the fact that the whole situation was emotionalized. You have to take it. You should be shamed if you don't take it. This is disgusting. You wouldn't take it. You shouldn't get hospital treatment. Hold on a minute. Let's just have a look at some clinical trial data. Let's see how effective it is. Let's see whether or not it stops transmission. Let's see if it's more appropriate that older people take it or vulnerable or at-risk people. Let's see if it has an impact on coronary conditions and heart conditions. Let's find out if it even has influences as yet not determined around life expectancy, unexpected deaths. It should never have been treated in the way it was, as if it was somehow a cross between the best thing since sliced bread and Justin Bieber. It was at best some medicine. And you inject it into the body, the body sees that protein, makes it a good immune response against the entire virus. You know what, I resent this whole pseudo-scientific tone now, of like, like, I'm here to explain to you, it's kind of like it does this and it does that, as if it's like, oh, that's what you're doing, is it? You're the person that's simplifying this for us, translating it for us, because it's so complex that we would never be able to discern what mRNA vaccines do and spike proteins and migrating from the site and myocarditis and pericarditis, because guess what? Now we're all experts, because we've had to become experts, because it turns out we weren't being told the whole truth. The whole patronizing, didactic, paternal, patriarchal, talk-down tone was a problem from the beginning. Some people saw it in the first place. Let me know if you're one of the people that noticed straight away. Remember, subscribe, comment, keep this content well distributed. The tone of it was wrong in the first place, and it turns out much of the information was also incorrect. Well, it's not. Tested in the United States. Keep testing. It's 72% effective in preventing you from getting moderate to severe disease but virtually 100% protective against hospitalizations and death as proven by this trial that was done
Well, that didn't age very well, did it? We begin this hour with some breaking news. An advisory panel to the CDC saying people should not get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine if the Pfizer or Moderna shots are available. That panel just wrapped up a meeting on the risk of rare but potentially life-threatening blood clots linked to the J&J &J vaccine. I saw it, ma'am. I'm sure you've seen it. If your blood's not clotting, it should be boiling. So when you hear now that the FDA is recommending most people not get the J&J &J vaccine, how does that make you feel? Like a day late and a dollar short? <laughs> how you feel? I feel like I wish I, I really wish I knew that. Yeah, that's some information that I could have done with yesterday. The FDA is now strongly suggesting people get Pfizer or Moderna. Begging the question, was enough testing done on the J&J &J shot before it received FDA approval? And yet, if you continue to ask those kind of questions now, you're regarded as a crackpot. So you're like, well, what about the Pfizer vaccines? What about the Moderna vaccines? What about these adverse events? What about myocarditis, pericarditis, excess death? Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. They say that the problem with independent media and independent voices. Barack Obama himself says is they muddy the war and they create doubt. But no, it's the legacy media and the establishment that create doubt. They create just enough doubt to generate compliance. What independent media does is generates hope that things can be changed. I want my hair back. Aside from that, I want, it's coming back. Um, I, want, I just want my life to be where it was. It never will be. She lost her hair. I mean, she looks fantastic here. No one can argue with that now. But it seems that there should have been a little more trialing and a little less hyperbole. The FDA has issued a statement regarding Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, they are recommending a pause in the use of the vaccine. Could you just pause? Note how they use language the whole time. Oh, these hysterical conspiracy theorists, all they're asking you to do is pause from taking the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that we heartily, not heartily, um, uh, seriously recommended that you take a little while ago. Don't use the word heart around Johnson & Johnson. Their whole attempt to maintain a position of superiority and sort of an academic sheen, in spite of the fact that they've been wrong, they've lied, they've exaggerated, they made up rules, they took steps that seem motivated by profit rather than pragmatism and yet they still like to point the finger and damn those of us that have been inquiring as the problem. Now they are describing this as an abundance of caution. And then the Johnson & Johnson shot is no longer available. The CDC said stock expired on May 7th but experts say the demand for the J&J &J vaccine was already low before the federal COVID emergency ended. Well it's because making people's hair fall out and giving them heart attacks. I mean you can't expect people to keep demanding this product, can you? So just look at the trajectory all the way from Anthony Fauci saying, it's fantastic, I'd recommend you take it. 66%? No, it's more like 72%. Well now, oh, it's making people's hair fall out. This is the trajectory that we will see, I believe, with many of these products. What's happening is the water is indeed being muddied, not by independent media, not by conspiracy theorists, by the establishment. They are preventing us from reaching the conclusions that are becoming increasingly obvious about this project, like, is it possible it's related to excess deaths? Is it possible that is related to heart disease? Is it possible that it shouldn't have been pushed in the way it was? Were lockdowns effective? Should social distancing even have been applied? Can we ever, ever trust you again? What's your medical advice for people who have recently received the J&J vaccine and may be concerned about yeah. blood clots? Is it me or does the future feel more insecure and uncertain? Wars, pandemics, lies, trickery, my cats keep having kittens, the last one's personal. For those who are in the United States, there is a way to secure your hard-earned nest egg. American Hartford Gold make it easy to protect your savings and retirement accounts with physical gold and silver. With one phone call, they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside a qualifying retirement account like your IRA or 401k. 
American Hartford Gold is the highest rated firm in the US with an A plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. Right now, they will give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first qualifying order. This offer is only for US customers. Call 866-505-8315. That's 866-505-8315. Or simply text BRAND to 998899. Get up to $5,000 of silver and protect your future in this crazy, crazy world with some solid, precious metals literally made in stars. Well, I mean, if someone recently, within days, I would tell them to just, first of all, don't get an anxiety reaction because, remember, it's less than one in a million. However, having said that, pay attention. Do you have symptoms? Headache? Do you have shortness of breath? chest discomfort? Do you have anything that resembles a neurological syndrome? Let me just check. Do I have a neurological syndrome? Where's all the confidence gone? Doing an advert for him last week. Now he's like, oh yeah, you should probably check if you've got a neurological syndrome. Notice how they mitigate, dilute, and obfuscate using like it's one in a million. I don't think it looks like one in a million anymore, does it? Not from 2024's perspective. And obviously if you have something as serious as a seizure. <laughs> but why wait for a seizure? Just check if you've got a neurological syndrome. Uh-oh, it's beginning to feel a lot like syndrome. That's pretty clear. But the manifestations of this are that headache is the very common component of it because the sinus thromboses that they have. Don't try and get back on track. No, what that'll be is the old uh, sinus thrombosis. You told me to take it. Is the draining of the blood in the brain, and it will cause enough symptomatology to make you notice it. Yeah, symptomatology. In microcosm, you see the whole journey from the confident, easy, avuncular, hey, take this medicine, I would, all the way to seizure. You better get yourself to the hospital. Seizure in court when we sue Johnson & Johnson. We'll see more and more of this activity, although it will be diluted and it will be sort of a, a mosaic of lies and deception placed beneath the bubbling cauldron of truth that many more of us are finding it impossible to ignore. Just tell people to just watch out for not feeling very well. That's what the whole COVID campaign should have been in the first place. Not running up and down the street, wearing masks, musical numbers, people clapping. I mean, the whole thing's been hysterical, hasn't it? So now, having travelled from Take Johnson & Johnson to, oh, sorry about your seizure, there's finally a House subcommittee on the subject. It's behind closed doors. I wonder why that is. But let's see what information has already leaked out from under the door. A bit like what definitely didn't happen at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Why don't you guys keep those windows shut? Dr. Anthony Fauci confessed to lawmakers Tuesday that guidelines to keep six feet of separation, ostensibly to limit the spread of COVID-19, just sort of appeared without scientific input. Fauci revealed to the House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic that the six feet apart recommendation championed by him and other US public health officials was likely not based on scientific data, according to Chairman Brad Wenstrup, representative of Ohio, who is also a physician. So now we have on one hand, medical measures that were enthusiastically recommended, that have subsequently proven to be a lot less reliable, shall we say, and social measures that were arbitrary. You know, we always joke about when they say those old movies. If there's a nuclear war, get under your desk or on an aeroplane. Put your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. These social measures were, to a degree, a form of social control. Even if it wasn't a malfeasant attempt to BF Skinner's style amend our behaviour, certainly it was a suggestion of obedience that was either fatic, a sat, and empty, 
or just made up. I mean, by their own words, it just sort of appeared. Keep a six-foot distance, keep an eight-foot distance, keep a two-inch distance, keep no distance at all. Take Johnson & Johnson, don't take Johnson & Johnson. Take Pfizer, don't take Pfizer. Have a lockdown, don't have a lockdown. The truth is they don't know. And if you don't know, don't pretend to come from a position of authority. Don't take a bunch of taxes. Don't fund that lab in Wuhan and say you didn't. Don't go to the CIA and tell them to repress information. Don't claim that it can't have come from Wuhan, it came from a wet market, when you've got clear suspicions that it did come from that Institute of Virology. Don't, in short, lie. Schools nationwide remained closed well into the second year of the pandemic as a result of the social distancing guidelines, which were disputed by both research studies and other health officials. Asked about a study in Massachusetts schools that found just three feet of distance between students resulted in similar COVID case rates, Fauci said the same month the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was very carefully reviewing the data and would likely update them. So, in a way, six feet, three feet, one foot, no feet, lockdown, no lockdown. Review, where's the review. No, it seems that he's been sort of ushered off out the door before we can say, hey, a lot of that stuff turns out not to have been true. What exactly is your relationship with these pharmaceutical companies? What kind of royalties do you receive and have you historically received for them? And do you think it's possible to be objective when regulating the use of their products when you have a historic financial relationship with these organizations? Is that question going to get asked? Let me know in the chat what questions you want to see asked. A top White House advisor to two presidential administrations, Fauci's transcribed interview before the House COVID panel revealed systemic failures in our public health system and shed light on serious procedural concerns with our public health authority, according to Wenstrup. Those failures included foisting vaccination mandates on schools and businesses. Just take a moment to think about the personal inconveniences of those mandates upon you. Oh yeah, God, work. And like some of you have lost your business, right? Some of you lost your jobs. Some of you are noticing now that you're kids have suffered in ways that are irreversible and you're a good parent, you're a good family, you'll work it out I'm sure. But what you may consider is your obedience in future. After two days of testimony and 14 hours of questioning, many things became evident. During his interview today, Dr. Fauci claimed that the policies and mandates he promoted may unfortunately increase vaccine hesitancy for years to come, Wenstrup said. I would say so. It's clear that dissenting opinions were often not considered or suppressed completely. Should a future pandemic arise, America's response must be guided by scientific facts and conclusive data. That's not something that requires research or investigation. That's obvious. That's exactly what people were saying at the time. That's not enough to go, oh, well, better than like the next pandemic. Of course, it's going to be slightly different next time. Of course, there will be variation. Actually, if you want to draw a conclusion from what happened, they were wrong. We were right, and now they're trying to furiously backpedal out of the mess that they created. But unfortunately for us, many of the consequences were not endured by them. They're avoiding those consequences to this day. Wenstrup also said committee members remain frustrated with Dr. Fauci's inability to recollect COVID-19 information that is important for our investigation while others we have spoken to do recall the facts. You know, I don't recall what I was doing that day. I was wearing a humorous variety of masks, like I was wearing colorful socks, like a jolly old boss. Oh, look, I'm wearing a golf tie today. Representative Michael Cloud, Republican Texas, who sits on the panel, said Tuesday night that Fauci had shown an amazing ability to either forget what happened or then to find ways to shirk any sort of responsibility for the influence that was had during the two-day affair. No, I can't remember that. Actually, I do remember, and here's how I'm going to shirk responsibility. Astonishing set of abilities from Fauci. Science, forgetting, shirking. What a CV. 
They wash their hands of any sort of responsibility. That's one thing they were pretty consistent with, it was the hand washing, but sadly it turns out in a Pontius Pilate way rather than a hygienic way. Oh, those decisions were made by school districts. But the school districts know if you don't follow the guidance that's coming out of the federal government, you open yourselves up to lawsuits, Cloud said of Fauci and other US pandemic response officials. There's not decentralized power. They have no legal power. They could go, oh, we're going to open our school or we're going to ignore that advice, but they would have been legally exposed in the event of problems. God, it's been a time where there's been a lot of problems, hasn't it? He says he's still not convinced there was learning loss. That's in his view. That's really open for discussion. How could there not have been? If there is no learning loss, don't bother sending your kids to school now. Abandon the school system. Stop taxpayer-funded schools, right? Because it doesn't matter whether or not children go or whether or not you can see. Does that make a difference to my ability to communicate with you right now? Would you say that that's a little easier to understand than that? Of course it is. Does it make a difference if your kids go to a building and are socialised and have access to information? Or can they sit at home on laptops? If we're going to have a full review and a full reckoning here, let's consider the likelihood of all those outcomes. Republican staff members said the former National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID, director also admitted that America's vaccine mandates during the COVID-19 pandemic could increase vaccine hesitancy in the future, but they advised US colleges to impose vaccine mandates on their students during the pandemic. He says he appreciates that people will not trust the government, but simultaneously he says we should force them to obey. That is what tyranny and dictatorship sound like. Remember, we've been saying for a long time on this channel, don't think it's going to be all people with a load of medals on, like Sieg Heiling. It's going to be people being all friendly and wearing like masks with little logos and granddad socks and a smile and a nudge and a wink. But if you don't do exactly what you're told, you're unpersoned or you're persecuted or you're fined, you're imprisoned. Tyranny is tyranny. It doesn't matter if the person's smiling and pretending to be a lovely old uncle while they're tyrannizing you. In 2021, Fauci had also said it was proven that when you make it difficult for people in their lives, they lose the ideological bullshit and they get vaccinated. Amazing. Didn't you just sense that's what it was? People were like, hold on a minute, I don't think I should be told what to do. I don't trust Pfizer. The way that Pfizer have behaved historically and the pharmaceutical industry in the United States of America, the amount of blood they've got on their hands. Well, they'll lose that ideological bullshit, principles, values, freedom, all of which is held beneath the phrase ideological bullshit by Anthony Fauci. That's what your freedom is. That's what your self-determination is to them. Ideological bullshit. When I say them, I don't just mean Fauci. I mean a bureaucratic class that provide the cartilage between the state and the corporate state. Those people believe that your freedom is just something you're like gibbering on about and that you'll shut up eventually when they introduce the appropriate measures. The COVID Select Subcommittee will hear further testimony from Fauci in a public hearing later this year. Well, that's all look forward to that. One person who should definitely be included in that public committee is, well, you, but also Rand Paul. One person who's consistently asked questions that needed to be asked was Rand Paul. Hopefully they'll include him. Here he is now posing a few questions in the mainstream media. The one thing that's consistent about Anthony Fauci is what he says in private is largely true. What he says in public is largely a lie. When asked about the masks, by a fellow co-worker, Sylvia Burwell, oh, yeah. he told her the truth. He said the masks don't work because the pores are bigger Their than the virus. Their own study revealed and, that about the influenza virus. But then in public, he wears three masks. In private, he tells his colleagues, you don't really need to wear one. It's the same with immunity. It's the same with the vaccines. And it's really the same with gain of function. In private, he said, yes, we're suspicious that the virus was manipulated, looks manipulated, and we know they're doing gain of function in Wuhan. He describes it. That's in a private email. In public? To this day, he still denies that they funded any gain of research, gain of function research in Wuhan. It's all an well, entire what, 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 lie. What, what, so it turns out all of those things were lies. Hopefully the investigation will uncover that. But what role did censorship play in preventing the truth emerging 
earlier. As soon as you find somebody who says to you, uh, if you contradict me, you're not contradicting a man, you're contradicting science itself, well, that, that person you shouldn't be trusting. Uh, in a complicated situation like this, you need a very, very wide array of voices, some of whom are going to disagree with each other. Uh, I, if I were in charge of the uh, messaging and, uh, and decision-making around at the CDC or at the NIH or elsewhere, what I would have done is I would have embraced that fact and treated the American public like adults. That's not a principle of science. That's a principle of democracy. That's the principles that we apparently live under. Freedom, individual liberties, the right to communicate, the right to dissent, the right to disobey, the right to protect yourself, to protect your own family and loved ones, the right to determine your own freedom, the pursuit of happiness. These things are literally constitutional. And what they're trying to do with trickery, skullduggery, peculiar pieces of language, eye-rolling, cynicism, parentalism, is deny us the rights to our freedom, claiming to be the embodiment of science. I hope that that's one of the things that comes up in this inquiry. I hope many of the things that we've covered about censorship, freedom, the origins of that virus, the efficacy of those vaccines, their potential side effects, the side effects of lockdown, mental health, cancer, heart disease, so many questions that will likely remain unanswered. And as long as they remain unanswered, the real question is this. Are you confident that the system of government that you have in your country right now wouldn't deliver exactly the same results or seek the exact same outcomes if a similar event were to happen in the future? In short, they want your compliance, they want your obedience, they want your money, and they'll do whatever it takes to get it. They'll prevent independent or oppositional or dissenting voices emerging that help to galvanize, guide, create movements that could oppose their tyranny. So how can we ever trust them again? How can we have insular, particular and selective House committees when what's required is a general reckoning of all of our systems of government, all of our systems of corruption and the possibility to create new ones together at last. And if indeed that is something that interests you, become a member of our Awakened Wonder community where we give you additional content, first looks at new content, join our movement, support us. We are determined and committed to change. More important than any of that, although that's important, let's say, please, if you can, stay free. Hey, thanks. For- All right. So I didn't want to overwhelm you with uh, with more clips. I do have the JP Sears one I wanted to play, though. So if you have anything. That's you, Christina. All right, maybe you either fell asleep or you're on mute. So I'll go ahead and play JP Sears and we'll see where we're at. (laughs) Sorry, I was on mute, but that's fine. Go right ahead. All right. So people, uh, JP Sears is doing a survey finding out if people believe that men can get pregnant. (laughs) Oh boy. Can men get pregnant? Yes. No. No. You don't know. I don't know. I believe a man can get pregnant. Sometimes. Uh, I might have learned this in some class. I think. Depends on what they identify as. Whoa! The degeneration of the minds of university students due to their indoctrination that they're paying dearly for is breathtaking. Welcome back to the JP Rex channel, my beautiful freedom-loving friend, where we like to call out the lies, hypocrisy, and corruption of tyrants and Satan, shine the light of awareness on woke absurdities, and highlight the amazing work of other freedom fighters. Have you heard the news? Men can get pregnant. I don't know what's wrong with me. I have repeatedly tried. I don't know if my eggs are just dried up or I need some pregnancy hormonal in vitro ingestination, whatever it's called, but I've been having trouble. There is a stark contrast 
between this person, James Klug, shout out. By the way, you can see his channel here. This is an excellent video. We'll see, can men get pregnant? UPenn students versus street on James Klug's YouTube channel. So shout out, it's a great video. So he goes around at UPenn University, you know, what the hell was her name, Liz McGill? <laughs> see you lady, you're fired. But anyway, asking UPenn students, can men get pregnant? He's not leading them, he's just asking the question. And you'll see a stark contrast of answers compared to when he's walking around the streets asking, quote unquote, regular people if men can get pregnant. The contrast makes the indoctrination which degenerates the minds of young people at universities glaringly obvious. So let's take a look. And by the way, let me know in the comments, do you think men can get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Then why don't men get pregnant? I don't know. It is, it is not. What's going on, everyone? James Kluge here. Today I'm in Philadelphia, and we're going to ask college students if men can get pregnant, and then ask the same question to average people on the street. This should be a good time. Let's go talk to some people. Shout out to myself for dropping out of college after three months. And by the way, that three months, I, I very rarely went to college. I, I found it insanely boring. And now looking back, I could see I had the ability to have an inability to learn about things that did not have a purpose. So uh, glad my mind was uh, probably warped by plenty of other things, but definitely not warped and shaped by college. By the way, how would you like to pay the most for an education that does the worst for you. I'm not a big fan of college. Can men get pregnant? <laughs> yes. yes. I don't know. No. no? No? You don't know? I don't know. I believe a man can get pregnant. Sometimes? Oh my god. Uh, I'm, I might have learned this in some class, I think. It depends on what they identify as. Well, very consistent answers at UPenn University. <laughs> no. I think Ooh. like, yeah, technically, yeah. If you technically. Technically, they can, because I heard that. Identify as male, but you're biologically a female, you can. Yes. Can men get pregnant? No. <laughs> Shout out to this guy. That's a stupid yeah. question. <laughs> but yeah, no. 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 What's that, a trick question? No. Thank you. I don't think so. Look at this, like, you go outside of a university, why do people appear to be ten times smarter? I don't know. You be the judge. Is there purposeful indoctrination to believe a leftist agenda that has satanic origins? Is that infiltrating universities to corrupt and therefore control the minds of young people? I have a hard time believing that that wouldn't be the case. No, impossible. You don't have a vagina to get pregnant. I'm getting a little worried about where this conversation is going, so... It, yeah, it's going in the direction of common sense. I bet you are worried. I will escape this conversation. I'm sorry. What's By the way, the best way to escape something isn't to announce you're escaping it, because you just want to, like, be a little more <laughs> escapey while you do it. Just food for thought. So worrisome about it. I feel like this is a controversial topic. I don't want to... Is it? Isn't that interesting? College students are programmed to believe it's controversial to talk about if men can get pregnant. Some of us would say, oh, it's not controversial, it's nonsense. Like, there's no controversy about it. <laughs> is it controversial? It's controversial, definitely. Well, why is that? Because everyone has a different opinion of what a man is. <laughs> Isn't that weird? College students, like, everybody's got a different opinion on what a man is. Maybe that's the problem. Some would say 
what a man is is not subject to opinion. It's not so much a subjective reality. It's more of an objective reality. What's your opinion on gravity? Well, I'm, I'm not really uh, one who identifies with gravity, so I do a lot of walking off rooftops. I like to go skydiving without a parachute <laughs> because my opinion on gravity is different than yours. Sometimes, in some cases, it is helpful to buy into objective reality instead of playing God with your subjective reality. It was like, well, my mind and my imagination determines what the world around me is like. It's not necessarily always good to play God. Um, what, what source is this for? Like, what's like the... This is going on MySpace. He's quick. That's good. MySpace? Well, no, I guess men can't get pregnant, but a trans female could get pregnant. A trans, yeah, female could get pregnant. I might have to pass. That's like a strange question for. By the way, like I'm gonna pass. I'm not gonna answer the question. Can men get pregnant? You got a choice: bravery or obedience. Like it, it would take next to no bravery to just say what you know to be true. No, oh, men can't get pregnant. That you're not a soldier on the battlefield, putting your brother over your back, taking gunfire, taking him to safety. That takes a lot of bravery. But the idea of like, can get men get pregnant? No, that's like point one ounce of bravery and there's so much conditioning for obedience a lot of people are even scared to have that little amount of bravery expressed through their words and actions at least in the current times you know who might have been trans female could get pregnant I don't know. yeah a man who wait did i say that wrong i don't know i might have it's weird how Orwellians speak is like a little bit hard to track because it doesn't necessarily go in a straight line direction of truth. It's just like, oh, backwards is lies, deception. We Okay, we have to say the opposite of what reality is as though that is reality. That's kind of hard to track. Come on, you know that. Come on, man. You're a man, right? Yes, sir. Can you get knocked up? No, sir. All right, then. Well, why would you ask me something crazy like that? It is a little crazy. Oh, you mean because trans people have stated they can do that? No. Men? How can men get pregnant? You haven't gotten pregnant? No. I mean, it's just great when you hear someone who's not brainwashed. Like, no, what, what is wrong with you? Why would you ask me that? I mean, if there is a trans man who was assigned female at birth, I'm not a professional on gender studies in any way. I guess, in my opinion, like, um, you don't have to be biologically like biologically male to be a man, and so. Yes, men can get pregnant. You said you said yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like technically yes. Like that's just like a fact, right? Wow. Technically yes, that's just a fact, right? That men can get pregnant. That speaks to the absurd amount of brainwashing. How deep it's infiltrated the minds of young people at universities. And, And this is a pretty good study because. You can see in the bottom left corner, just, you know, if you don't recognize that's a college campus, anytime he's talking to a college student or talking to someone on the street, a non-college student, the stark contrast of someone like, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's a fact that men can get pregnant, right? That is some deep, profound brainwashing. Like, to whoever wrote that brainwashing script and supplies the propaganda into Hollywood, the intimidation of woke culture to make you believe it, hats off to them. That's actually very impressive brainwashing. Might be satanic, but it is impressive. Though it's impressive, I don't condone it. Can men get pregnant? Like, yeah, like, 
Like technically they are able to, right? You and I, we're, we're not, we can't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you mean like, is it right to, or? You mean technically men can get pregnant? Well, yeah. You know, I'm talking to college students today. Some of them are saying absolutely yes. What's going on there? I don't know. This world's going to hell. That's all I know. I, I think Amen. those are some wise words. <laughs> like college students are saying yes. Why? Why would yeah. that be? The world's going to hell. I don't think the world is going to hell, but I think there is a hellish satanic agenda that a virus, if you will, a pandemic of a mind virus that is running rampant at college campuses. I don't see how they can physically get pregnant. I have no idea. I've never heard of that ever. What on earth is going on there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Man. I never. I don't think that's real. It's what you call an illusion. I call it um, a delusion. Uh, illness of the mind. Wow, <laughs> that's not politically correct, but I would dare say it's correct. An illness of the mind to believe that men can get pregnant. Would it be an illness of the mind to believe gravity isn't real? because you identify as a levitating person. Someone who's tripped out of their mind, jumping off a roof because they think they can fly. Is that an illness of the mind? I would dare say so. The nature of what's going on with media and everything else, they've, they've, they've grown accustomed to whatever it is. And, yeah. and so, yeah, they probably they can believe that they could get pregnant, but the reality is they can't. Men don't have the necessary parts in order to carry a child to term let's is that true men don't have the necessary parts to carry a child is that right oh, that's wrong okay this guy's a trump voter uh, that's a hot topic i would say they're a little bit confused but um obviously it's tough to say especially in this the campus <laughs> like it's not tough to say actually <laughs> maybe they are thinking of Male seahorses. Male is also female seahorses. How does that work? I'm not. I'm not that caught up on my seahorse uh, fun facts. I'm not really either. Yeah, but we do know something along those lines. There is uh, some rationalizations going on. I've heard this before. You know, like hey, uh, like male seahorses, they can get pregnant, and I think another species of fish can as well. Like two species out of like millions on earth like they can do it so like we are that we are also seahorses because they do that and we want to pretend we do that so like we're i mean we're more seahorse than we are person aren't we something along those lines yeah oh uh, well i guess that there's the debate that you could say okay like are you considering it on a basis of gender or sex and if you're saying a man based on gender could get pregnant then i think so but based on sex, so I guess it's people's definition of that. I wouldn't want to have a baby as a man. No, that would be, how would that work? I don't know. I don't know either. Hey, Kevin, uh, start a fund to prevent my son from going to college. It's going to be pretty important. Trans people do and can experience. No, maybe they are women who identify as men. Does that make them men? If they believe they're men, then sure. So you think maybe that's what some people are bringing up today when it comes to, yes, men can get pregnant? Is there women that think that they're men that are getting pregnant? Not that they think they're men, that they identify as men. What's the difference? That makes it so, like, these women, they don't think they're men. They identify as men. And that makes it so, according to her. And, like, whatever studies or woke culture she's been exposed to, it 
Yeah, you pen. It's like I, I could say, I think I'm a billionaire. Well, JP, that doesn't make you a billionaire. Well, you know what? I identify as a billionaire. You're a billionaire! <laughs> Let me see. So we've established scientifically, I identify as a billionaire. Why does mm-hmm. my bank account not validate this? Hey, Kevin, I said I, I identify as a billionaire. How come there's not billions in my bank account? It's almost like it doesn't work. Because thinking implies that they're not actually men. Does identifying as a man also imply that as well? No. Like if, if, if they were a man, wouldn't you just not say that at all and you just say they're a man? Sure. Well, there you have it. Nice snapshot of how the minds of university students work when it comes to the idea of can men get pregnant versus the minds of normal people, not indoctrinated people. And I would dare say the best and brightest of society who have not gone through the sewage system that is universities. Pretty interesting contrast how their minds work. And again, shout out to James Klug for this uh, really great video showing the contrast. With that said, my dear freedom-loving friend, I'm just an idiot. Please let me know in the comments, truly, if men can get pregnant or if this is just a wise tale. I appreciate you watching this video. Look forward to seeing you on our next one. First, I have something I want to tell you about. One of the most beneficial practices in my all right, so that's done. So oh, I thought my you'd God. appreciate that. <laughs> that's funny. So, so I think I have the solution to men getting pregnant. They just have to learn to breathe underwater, right? Uh, go on. I don't. Uh, I'm not following you. Know, you know. <laughs> well. The only two species of supposedly males that can get pregnant live underwater. Hmm. Oh, all right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, it just... Oh. Just, just, I just don't want to live around those people. (laughs) Really? Oh, my gosh, the stupidity. It's true. I mean, indoctrination and hypocrisy. Those are, that's, I, I added another word to the, the word for the past four years. It's, um, I've said hypocrisy was the word, but indoctrination, that's, that's a good one too. That's for sure. I just want to identify as a person who's above the law and no longer pay taxes. Hmm. Well, you could become a Democrat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet justice would. It would be served if I didn't pay my taxes. Guarantee if somebody would be coming after me. Ah, anyway. Anyway, anyway. I just think we need to put all these people out of their misery.
All right, so we got a few minutes left. Do you have anything else you want to go over? Um, I just wanted to bring up another thing, and this isn't my quote. This is David's, but he said, do you remember when they used to have – this is back when I was a kid. I don't even know if – I don't know if you even experienced it. But do you remember how they would have us crawl under our desk, our little, our little metal desk? I remember for various reasons, yes. <laughs> for for nuclear bombs, I mean, isn't it crazy to think that? I mean, obviously that was stupid. He said, "There's no way, obviously, that was going to protect us." He said, "That's just that was a practice. That was the programming mm-hmm. to instill fear and a response to authoritarian, you know, to an authoritarian impulse." So that's what people have to understand. I mean, we have to go back to those simple things and realize it was all just programming. And he just said, if we stop the fear, the signal won't translate. So just remember that. Hmm. we got to get the fear out. Remove fear. And this will all go away. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it a night here. We got five minutes, but we're not going to learn anything. All right. All right, so thank you for being here, Christina. We'll be back again next uh, next week. All right, sounds good, Proof. All right, everyone else, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, why am I drawing it a blank? Adrian will be our co-host tomorrow. So, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative, I am oot.